0: Full of fright I dreamt that I Was with the devil below In his great v- fiery hall
1: Where the devil Was giving a ball I checked my coat and hat And started gazing at The merry crowd Who came to witness the show And I must confess to you There were many there
2: I
0: knew Hello hi. At the devil's ball At the devil's ball At the devil's ball.
1: Welcome to The Dispatchist, a friendly conversation about eternal damnation. I'm Jamin. I'm Victoria.
0: And I'm TV's Blossom.
1: This week's topic is Arashkigol and Nergal. But first, did anyone bring anything to the party?
0: Yes, I did. I actually prepared this week. I brought a uh, Sumerian beer. Ooh! Uh, it's served communally, as is the, the Sumerian way. It's a very thick beer. It's very, very sour because it's made with uh, wild yeast. So it's just yeast in the air that happens to fall into the brewing vat. And um, I'm going to hand out some straws because that is also how you're supposed to drink it. So you don't get chunks of bread or any other yes. flotsam or jetsam.
2: I saw pictures of this in the documentary I watched about Mesopotamia. These guys were like sitting in the corner, huddled over a beer barrel with straws.
0: Yep. Yep. It yep. It looked fun.
1: Are they
2: big straws, like when you get bubble tea? Yeah, they're made out of clay, and they're like a foot thick and very heavy.
0: hmm And it looks like they're pretty long, too, kind of like when you're drinking a scorpion bowl. What's a scorpion bowl? Oh, a scorpion bowl is essentially like a bowl of liquor oh. with straws that you communally drink in very, uh, in really fun Chinese restaurants.
1: Okay, okay. I was going to guess frat parties, but Chinese restaurants also make sense.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: I learned something new every day. So it's yes. a it's a wild yeast. So it's a lambic porridge.
0: Yeah, essentially a lambic porridge because also they didn't have hops, so they used a lot of fruit and dates to help with the fermentation process.
2: Mm, date
1: beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I was browsing recipes and I was like, you know, I, I'm on an avocado kick. And we're months into this avocado kick, and I was like, okay, guys, would it be funny to make avocado pancakes? And I just like on a whim Google avocado pancakes. Boom. Result one, vegan avocado pancakes with blueberry syrup topping. Ooh, Ooh. that actually sounds I, good. Yeah, I clicked that link so hard. Like, okay, they're they're slightly green. It's avocados and oats or almond flour. And you make kind of thick, fluffy pancakes and put blueberries on them. And I, like, I looked, I, I, I licked the screen. I'll be honest. <laughs> so one, one of the downsides
2: of being on an avocado kick for months is that there's been avocados on the counter for months. Mm-hmm. And not only have they developed sentience, but they developed trigos and a uh, passion for theater.
0: <laughs> what is tri- so? Explain to trigos.
2: Like it's the Greek concept of like tragedy and drama.
0: Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I've never heard that before.
2: Yeah, well, it's something an avocado should not have a sense for. Are
0: you sure? Maybe the, are they more into like um, like depeche, vaudeville,
1: depeche
2: mode,
0: <laughs> the
1: the burly cue. Mm, no, no. Like, avocados are definitely not slapstick. Like, there is a very, (laughs) like, it's a grave thing. It's like, you have to make life choices. Do I pay my mortgage this month, or do I buy avocado toast? (laughs) Like, oi.
2: Well, I brought some entertainment. Ooh. Ooh. This week, a towering, dreadful, and endlessly weeping 50-faced wolf will be driving fortune tellers into an icy lake and beating them with a hammer.
1: Ooh. That's Mm. a win-win for all. I know
2: we don't have to watch. I mean, we don't have to participate this time either, which is kind of a plus.
0: So fifty, fifty shades of wolf face.
2: Um, maybe It's a lot of wolf face. It's a lot of weeping.
1: A lot of gray too.
2: Well, oh yeah, all <laughs> the eyes. That's why it's endless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there anything new in hell today?
2: Oh, I saw a new podcast that I'm excited by. Hmm. Uh, every weekish, uh, a fellow named Mark Scarborough seems like a nice guy takes us on a leisurely walk through the cosmos with Dante. It's called Walking with Dante. And this week's episode was Dante enters the city of Dis. So I can see our office from there.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So is this, could we make a movie called My Dinner with Dante?
1: Yes. Yes? Yes. We could could start a secondary podcast called A Pleasant Segway Cruise with Dante.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: I bet he's like a fussy vegetarian. He looks like Um, one.
0: Yeah. Well I have to say I still haven't started reading The Inferno, but I've been reading reviews of The Inferno on Goodreads, so I'm I'm making progress. Okay. That's
1: that's fair. That's fair. You're mm. you're acclimating to the concept.
0: It it's true. And and it seems that a lot of people are getting good ideas for tattoos. Mm. A lot of people realize that this is all about how hell sucks. Yeah. A lot of people are complaining about the Italian words and names.
1: How so, dare they? Fair. Mm-hmm. So hard to pronounce. We haven't actually started our dispatches store yet, but you know, if, if we were thinking of like merch ideas, what kind of temporary tattoo do you think would work, Victoria?
0: I think a perfect tattoo, and again, a temporary tattoo. Temporary tattoo, or
1: or uh, a real tattoo. Mm, mm. Um,
0: I think it would have to be placed at the lower back, sometimes called controversially a tramp stamp, but. The quote, through me, you enter into the city of (laughs) woes. And also, you could also just have one that says, this book is about hell's going to (laughs) suck. So there are many options here.
2: I hadn't even thought about what my temporary tattoo would be. Um, So I saw a new version. No, not a new version, but like a 2007 version of the Inferno, which I'm really excited about. New blog post this week is just kind of a list of Dante in film as best as we've been able to find them. That was kind of fun. But one of them was a puppet toy theater animation style. Uh, This is 2007. What really caught my eye was the image of like the Minotaur diner with this giant Minotaur holding a bucket of chicken Mm. and shawarma for sale and things like that. It was just kind of this grim, bleak urban interpretation, but with a really good sense of humor like, instead of rolling boulders, the greedy are endlessly pushing major appliances up a spiral staircase.
0: Wow. It, it's, I like it's, that.
2: It's really pretty. It's it's based on an art gallery book by Sandow Burke. It's got uh, all three books of Dante's Divine Comedy in it. And the art is just gorgeous. I will definitely link to the gallery in our show notes this
1: week. So pretty. Yeah. All right. Jacob. His
0: name is Victoria.
1: Oh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Victoria. Tell us about Ereshkigal and Nurgle.
2: I would be delighted to, and I will start with their wedding, as complicated as it is. So there are a lot of firsts when it comes to Mesopotamian literature, which is just kind of the first literature. And the marriage of E.K. and Nurgle is, according to some very reputable sources, uh, tvtropes.com, the first rom-com in civilization. Hmm. And really the first romance story ever certainly ever written down. So that's kind of neat. Uh, it's also the only real like romance story in Mesopotamian literature. And I think you have to stretch the word romance a little bit because it's a, a bit violent, but it's also like the god of war courting the goddess of death. So maybe it's maybe that's flirting for them. I don't know. Anyway, that. There's kind of a BDSM scene right in the middle of it. It gets complicated.
0: I guess that's not really Eros and Thanatos, but it, uh, I guess you can't, can't really call it romance because romance doesn't exist yet
2: well, it wouldn't yeah not in the like strict Greek sense of the word romance, but it is a love story. there's some okay. like really passionate bits in there in between the like threats of decapitation and masquerading as a dwarf
0: so is it more of a lust story?
2: I'm unclear on the difference,
0: <laughs>
2: but I have my own issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, we'll unpack that later.
2: Okay. Um well we'll start with the party.
1: <laughs> well, let's introduce the characters. Who are Hureshugal and Nurgle?
2: EK is the goddess of the underworld. She's not the goddess of death. That's a little bit more grim reapery than she is. She's the the hardworking stay at home mom goddess of the underworld. Nurgle is have you ever dated a Leo? Oh, God, no. I dated a Leo once. It was a huge mistake. Nurgle is the first Leo. He's also half man, <laughs> half lion. Um,
0: <laughs> so literally.
2: He, literally a Leo. He's also the god of war, plague, death, and the sun. But not like the sun like outside right now, which is quite pleasant. But like summer in Texas and or Mesopotamia, the sun. Like the hellish sun that beats down at you and kills you. He's basically the... Um, god of unscheduled death
0: <laughs> unscheduled death okay yes. that's i think okay. so okay and what part of him is lion what part of him is human that's important this should be on his dating profile but
2: uh, it goes back and forth
0: hmm.
2: but okay. if you've seen if you've seen pictures of mesopotamian art the guy that's got the lion for the bottom half is Nurgle.
0: okay
2: but also the bull with the human head is also Nurgle. Okay, mm, so he's
0: am- ambileonine.
2: Uh, well, he's also ambibovine. Ambovolionine?
0: He's ambiovoline. He, a- a- ambovolent. <laughs> ambovolent. There you go.
1: Duobovolionine. Duobovolionine. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Duobovolionine.
2: Sometimes he has a lion's face and a human body, and sometimes he's just a human. But which, one, the, which of
0: those is sexiest?
2: I have issues here. <laughs> His wife. Um but because it's the most common image, I'm gonna go with the the lion centaur look.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I just have to like I have to place this visually.
2: Sure. That that'd mm-hmm. be a Senlio. Uh this is actually a monster in Dungeons and Dragons. What is it called? Oh.
0: Oh, this sounds really familiar, but I can never remember I'm still new to the to the dungeon, so I'm 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 learning these things.
2: Uh, it's the wemic.
0: I've not encountered one.
2: Well, you probably encounter them and either kill them or be killed by them. Noted. There is an entire gaming product where dating them is an option.
0: Can Can you spell that?
2: W e m i c.
0: Okay. Wow, well, I didn't know dating dating monsters huh. was an option. Huh. That's that. Would that be an an action?
2: Well, uh, yeah, several actions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Roll for sexy.
1: Roll for save versus sexy. <laughs> so this is Nurgle, and I have to ask: Did Jim Davis know this whole backstory before he wrote the cutest kitten in the world, or did he just make the name up? I am
2: so lost right now. Nurmal. 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 That's that's different. One is what one is a half lion god of war and destruction, the other's a kitten.
0: But he oh, could be so the this... god he could be the god of destruction. We don't I mean, maybe that's why Garfield's so uh orange. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly the the response I was I was I was thinking about. Uh I, I feel like, yeah.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I I honestly thought Nurgle was the cutest kitten in the world. My mistake. Sorry. Well
0: guys. let's just say it is. Let's just I mean if 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 somebody can do Garfield minus Garfield, are you all oh, familiar with Garfield minus yeah. Garfield?
2: It's a beautiful thing.
0: It is. I think that then Nurmal can be based on Nurgle. But I was going to be fully in support of this. And who's but... so then who's uh, who's uh, Odie? Pluto. Based on
2: I don't think there's any canines in Mesopotamian mythology, and I'm sad about that.
0: What? That seems wrong. I agree.
2: I, I was going to call uh, the god of death and the sun Nigel, not Nirmal, so I'm going to start getting really confused if I start jumping back and forth between Nigel.
1: references. Oh yeah, so we've got, we've got E.K. and Nigel.
0: I like E.K. and Nigel. Mm-hmm. The
1: perfect rom-com. Mm-hmm.
2: E.K. and Nigel. Uh, so we'll start with the meet-cute, sort of. Uh, there's a party in heaven. E.K. can't attend because she's a working stay-at-home mom, and also because the laws of the dead only apply to her and nobody else, so she can't leave hell. She sends her son to heaven to hobnob for her. party might be actually to separate the gods of heaven from the gods of the earth as sort of a real estate zoning issue, so I'm not sure. But she can't make it. She sends her son Namtar. Everybody stands up and applauds when Namtar shows up, except Nurgle, who's a jerk, and he just kind of sits there.
0: Leo. Typical Leo.
2: total, Total Leo. Namtar goes down to the underworld and complains to his mother, and she's pretty upset some people have said that Nigel was just playing it cool, trying to impress E.K. because he was actually kind of hot for her. I mean, goddess of death, god of war. It's kind of a natural pairing. Mm-hmm. And Enki might have told him that E.K. was super hot and really, really, really single. There's some setup here. And e- en- Enki gets involved with a lot of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: E.K. sends him upstairs saying they should send Nurgle down to her so she can kill him. Which, is
0: this foreplay?
2: Yeah, I think this is like Death God foreplay, exactly.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: So Enki is very nice and way too clever and way too nice, and he gives Nurgle 14 back pocket plague demons to take with him.
0: Is this and like that's not a euphemism?
2: No, back pocket plague demons is not a euphemism or an eighties hairband. It's, <laughs> it's yet it's a thing <laughs> that EK, that it's a thing that Enki gives to Nurgle. And some good advice as well. Take the demons to hell with you. Don't sit on anything. Don't eat anything. Don't drink anything. Do not sit on the throne, because that went really badly last time. And above all else, any guesses?
0: Treat her like a lady?
1: Not quite. Walk on the inside of the street. No.
0: Ooh. Uh, uh, order one drink, two straws. Oh,
1: Killer advice.
2: No. That actually contradicts rule one. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, don't sleep with Erskagal.
0: Oh, wow. But he's got this pocket full of demons, and baby, he's ready to roll.
2: Right, right, right. Um, well, I mean, when you tell kids not to do the thing, then they usually end up doing the thing. So again, this could be Enki setting it up. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Is this more of that interrupting sex thing that we talked about last time? No, oh, yeah. This we're-
2: entire narration has no interrupted sex.
1: That we know of.
0: So we're adding sex to it.
2: There's there's 14 days of sex.
1: Wait, how there's many? 14, pox- <laughs> 14 how 14 many- days of sex. How many pocket (laughs) demons were there? Fourteen. Huh. Interesting. So one pocket. Oh. Uh, hmm. And you know what fourteen is? Two sevens?
0: Yes! Yes!
2: Nurgle set his face down towards (laughs) (laughs) Kamagi. To the dark house dwelling of the Urkula's god. To the house where those who enter cannot leave. On the road where traveling is one way only. To the house where those who enter are deprived of light. Where dust is their food. Clay their bread. They are clothed like birds and feathers. They see no light. They dwell in darkness. They moan like doves.
1: So Ikea.
0: Did you mention Urkel?
2: No. No, I did not. Nurgle.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Urkula. Urkula, <laughs> Urkula. Is the,
2: Urkula. is the name of the, a name of the land of the dead.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait, I thought it was. Kerr?
2: Kerr. It was Kerz. Yeah. Kerr uh, or Ganser, maybe. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I, I've been using Ganser because that's the name of the palace and city as well. So oh. Nurgle comes to visit and he's like, oh, hey, I'm just dropping by. I got no plans. Thought maybe we could watch some Netflix or something. And they yeah. get really comfortable on the sofa, which is kind of hard because Nurgle's a sort of lion centaur thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And then they get they get really comfortable, which is kind of weird because Nurgle is a sort of lion centaur thing. And there's just legs everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But there's not a lot of options in the underworld And so six days later, he's like, oh, whoa, Enki told me something. Oh, what was it? And he gets his weird lion pants out of the corner and puts them on and sneaks out of the netherworld without making breakfast.
0: God, typical Leo again.
2: I know. Some of you are probably wondering how he snuck out of the netherworld. Yes,
0: I'm wondering that.
2: He left demons at every gate, and they held the door open for him.
0: Are these the pocket demons?
2: These are the pocket demons.
1: Okay, so there's seven gates and 14 demons. So is it one demon per gate or two? Um,
2: sometimes it's 14 gates. The The myth is unclear on this. Sometimes it's seven demons. I don't know. In this version, it's 14s. I can't answer okay. this question.
1: No, but because this makes a lot more sense. Because if one lion person were to have a pocket full of demons while Netflixing and chilling, it'd be mildly uncomfortable. So it makes sense that he... Divested himself of the demons before he got to the couch.
2: Yeah, they were they were holding the door for him for for, for seven days,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like all stacked on top of each other, like to kind of teetering. <laughs> no one per <laughs> one per gate. Gotcha. Maybe they
2: like put out one hand here and one hand here and just held it open or something like that. I don't know.
1: But if there were fourteen days of sex, I mean, <clears throat> fourteen days of sex. <laughs> And of, he of
0: sweet, sweet lovemaking.
1: Yeah, and he left on day six. My math is not that great, but there's at least five more days of sex. Oh, oh, go! I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, let me get to the second sex scene, please. Oh,
1: I love the second <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> the suspense is killing me.
2: Okay, so either Nurgle is really amazing in bed, or E.K. is extremely clingy and lonely, because she sends Namtar back upstairs with a note saying... In her own words, Go, Namtar, you must speak to Anu, Elel, and Eel. Set your face towards the gate of Anu, Elel, and Eel. To say, Ever since I was a child and a daughter, I have not known the playing of other girls. I have not known the romping of children. The lover of my delight. I did not have enough delight with him before he left. Send that god to us and let us spend the night with him again. I'm broken. I can't be the judge of the dead like this. Not now. And if you do not send my god to me, I swear I will call down a zombie apocalypse on all of you. I know how this is done.
0: Wow. That's some like A level manipulation right there.
2: Yeah. No, she's 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 really lonely and really sad. The language is a little richer in the original, I think, but it's 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 intense. This is a love story, sort
1: of. Is it? It is. is it gets it? it gets there.
0: I feel like it's an obsession so, story.
1: Having never been a little girl Having <laughs> never been a little girl Yet. I don't think I know how to romp. <laughs> Do you think one day I will become a little girl and learn how to romp? Next week you can be Victoria.
0: <laughs> I, I Sadly, hope so. I feel like as a little girl, like I too missed out on the the romping period of my life, whatever that that might have been. So, um, I feel like may, maybe there was more moping. Do you remember than romping?
2: Do you remember Nettie from last week?
0: Vaguely, the,
2: the, the door person who had to put up with Inana.
0: Oh yes. Uh huh. Okay. Definitely. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. So Nigel goes back to the underworld and he's going to show everybody who's the alpha male god of war and destruction. So he comes in and he punches Nettie.
1: No, not sweet Nettie. Yeah,
2: Nettie does not get paid enough for this. No. And then he punches his way through everybody who's on staff and storms into the throne room, and he's wearing its big god of war hat and says, "You do not boss around the lord of war and disease and destruction." And he grabs her by the hair and says, "Who's the god of death? Who's the god of death?" But at this point, she's got his weird lion pants halfway off him already and says, maybe we can both be the god of death.
0: Ooh, wow. And he says,
2: yeah, I think that'll work.
0: <laughs> so and so they both like climb into his pants?
2: Yeah. And that's why we only fight wars in the summer. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the moral. I'm not making that part up.
0: <laughs> so I would not have come away. That's not a takeaway for me. That is not a takeaway for me.
2: Well, no. Uh, It's a a Persephone story, but part of this is that Nigel is the god of war, and now he's going to be upstairs, downstairs six months of the year, and it's kind of a seasonality of war thing.
1: Oh, so he spends six months, he spends the six months of winter downstairs ripping bodices. Yes. And then six months of summer upstairs waging war. Yes. Which is very similar. It is. It is.
0: Uh... (laughs) Wow. Is this the origin of amor foo Is it called amor fou? Morfou? Amor, fou? amor fou? I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a Frenchy person, but like crazy love or sort of damaged love. Hmm. Where the, you know, lo- like violence and anger take the place of what is healthy love behaviors.
2: So I feel like there's like Two different major versions of this story and then mm-hmm. twenty-eight different translations of this story. And some of them are a little bit more rapey than others. Like in one version, Nurgle is gonna kill Namtar and EK, and then she begs for mercy and he falls in love with her there. But the language says falling in love, more or less. I mean, this is this is actually realer than you might get with like Persephone and Hades or Inanna and her poor shlub of a husband. I mean, they they really do care about each other. And I feel like maybe over the course of time, she kind of takes the edges off him. She kind of tames him. Um, Do you know about magical hoo-ha theory?
0: Um, Is hoo-ha a euphemism for maybe a lady part?
2: It is definitely a euphemism for a lady part. You can research this on Urban Dictionary if you'd like. So I found this in a book called How to Write Hot Sex.
1: Oh, I can do that. It's H-O-T-S-E-X. Comic Sans. Comic Sans.
0: (laughs) Helvetica for your hot sex needs.
2: It's a little essay by Lanny Diane Rich in there where she talks about the power of the glittery hoo-ha. Imagine that your female lead has to be swept away by the big bad pirate or the big bad werewolf alpha, who is untamable, a murderer, a rabid monster, biggest and baddest of all classic big bad bad boy trope and she has to tame him and she tames him with the power of her magic hoo-ha ever after that he is still a raging beast except for her because he's tamed by her love
0: so so i where are the stories where the woman tames the bad boy with boundaries with healthy boundaries
2: twilight that is Uh, like seven volumes of abstinence
0: i guess maybe well it's true. I, I, I have I have a few issues with Twilight. Maybe Buffy? Does Buffy count?
2: No, Buffy does not count. <laughs> there, there are no boundaries in Buffy. It's just a mess.
1: I, I can't really comment on Twilight because I never read it past the title.
0: You don't like that time of day or you don't like it, ambiguity?
1: <laughs> you don't like Mormons? I love ambiguity and dusk.
2: I read half of it. The main character talks about how much she falls over all the time. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to make of that.
0: <laughs> okay, I may have to read it now. <laughs> if there's like, Tippy McSpillikins is the heroine of Twilight, then I'm totally. <laughs> Quit tempting me.
2: Uh, one, one commentator on this.
0: you had me at fall over.
2: So one commentator on this story, Gwendolyn like says, this is the, in fact, the only Mesopotamian text that could be described as a love story. And it's got romance. It's got, it's also got commitment. Uh, EK has had three husbands before one died. One was Enlil who sleeps with everybody. And I think the other one was, was rapey again. And so this one, he sticks with her. He, he comes back to the underworld to stay with there. And that's something. That's not nothing.
0: So he's three quarters less rapey than the other husband's?
2: Yes. Okay. It's substantially less rapey. Three quarters <laughs> less rapey, one half lion.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay.
1: I really need to update my online dating profile because I think I could learn from this. I
0: feel like you need a pie chart of all the percentages. Like how how much lion are you? How much of a the god of war are you? You know, there's a lot. Shaman. Zero percent rapey. Yeah, I think that would, that's ra- a big that's a big sell. To be honest.
2: So we'll talk a little bit about Ek and Nurgle themselves. Uh, can I get a laugh track? So, Erishkegal is the queen of the dead. She's uh, the queen of the underworld. She's sometimes called Kerr. That is sometimes her name, kind of like Hades is called Hades and he's the Lord of Hades, the queen of the great below the lady of the great place. It is worth noting that female death gods are really, really rare. Uh, I don't think there are any of them besides EK. Hmm. Um, It's definitely a first. Uh, they're, They're super duper rare. It's usually a male role she's not the God of Death, but the Queen of the Dead, a little bit different role. Some people have said that Queen is actually a more powerful title. It's like the title of rulership, whereas Lord is more like a military title. I don't know. Um, She's very old, probably a pair with Ishtar. She's got the mystery of rebirth winter solstice type goddess. So like a mother goddess element. But that sort of fades over time. And she has a tragic backstory. She was kidnapped possibly by the dragon Kerr, depending on who you ask, Mm. and forced to be Queen of the Underworld. I don't know what that means, but I'd like to see Jim Henson make the movie of it.
0: Yes. It's actually kind of a, potentially a remake of Roman Holiday as well. I would have liked
2: more Labyrinth for me.
0: Labyrinth meets Roman Holiday. Sure. The reluctant princess queen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But there's also kind of a threat of abuse with her. She's had two really bad husbands in little. Raped her, and that's where her son Namtar came from. Endel has raped several people. I don't have a tie in here. That's just something that happened.
0: What um, is what is his? Uh, so should we care about him, or can we the, just?
2: He's the big god. He's like the Zeus.
0: Oh, well, Zeus was very rapey. Yes, so rapey. so rapey, rapey McRapersons.
2: It's a sky god thing, and of course, her husband died because of her sister.
0: Right. Yeah,
2: her husband, the bull of heaven. So I, she's I. Mm. She's very rule-bound, but it doesn't seem like anybody else is. Like for everybody else, celebrities don't have consequences. So nobody can come to the land of the dead and leave again, except that everybody does all the time. But they usually have to compromise somewhere. It's like Hollywood. (laughs) Nobody really worshipped her. She was important as kind of a literary motif or a plot device like a MacGuffin. But she didn't have a temple really to speak of. She's kind of alone in the dark on her own. And that's probably one of the ways that Nurgle was able to take over as the god of the underworld is because she didn't have worshipers, she never really a public face so much.
0: So she's kind of like, uh, yeah, she is very much just sort of this middle manager of a yeah. sort. Yeah,
2: um, kind of a workaholic, bureaucratic figure. A lot of people said she's like got a bad temper, but I don't think it really—not compared to other gods. Um, I mean, and she also
0: wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, come on, yeah. you know, you've, you know, you've had these terrible husbands who raped you, nobody's built you a temple, you like, keep everything going, nobody's following the rules, like, of course you're going to be a little edgy, and the, I mean, that's the thing, like, like, of course, I. it's, oh, you know, calm down, don't be hysterical, it's like, I have every reason to be hysterical.
1: Well, well maybe you're not hysterical, you're just like, I've put up with so much of your crap, I'm yeah. done with you, like... Signs form 1753-A and 1759-B (laughs) and submit them on time or else. Just
0: boundaries, man. Like, she's just doing her job. And she's just trying to enact some boundaries. And everybody's giving her grief.
2: So, Nurgle. (laughs) The God of Death. Pestilence, plague, underworld, sun and fire, war, the authority of the great city, its the land of the dead. Another major name for him was Meslam Tia, which is the guy from Meslam, uh, hmm. the fighting
1: cock, the burner, the raging king. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you! Can't believe you laughed at that one. So low brow.
0: I feel like uh, I was. I was like, okay, fighting cock, almost there. Burner. <laughs> Like, ah, there it is. <laughs>
2: you didn't let me get to Cock. I don't know what that means at all, but that's what? one of his oh. less popular names, I guess. Cock. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, that can apply to so many people.
2: I don't have the context for that one. It doesn't sound good, but...
0: I don't think it needs context. I feel like that's, that's enjoyable enough to say that you could just yell it at anybody you feel like.
2: <laughs> the lion thing? Sometimes human
0: <laughs> instead of the Lion King, the Lion
2: The thing. Lion thing. That's Simba. the porn
0: version of the Lion King. <laughs> right? Like that's the that's the Pornhub version of the Lion King.
1: I have it on good record that Pornhub is now uh, cracking down on copyright infringement. So <laughs> look so, elsewhere.
0: So maybe just a, what was it? A, was it Cinemax that used to have the kind of just barely porn? Like it's porn pornish.
2: Well Nurgle's in the public domain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: the lion thing. But California. Disney's not. <laughs> Call of the wild.
2: Interestingly, Inanna also has a thing for lions. They turn up in her iconography and pictures pretty regularly. That's one of her like standard animals.
0: Did she like draw them on her notebook?
2: I bet she did, or ligers. Mm-hmm. This is like kinda of maybe a family kink of some sort. And I don't know why, but he's sometimes associated with the bull. If you've ever seen that I might have said this already, this exact thing, but if you've ever seen that image of a bull with a man's bearded head on it, that's yep. that is a Nurgle.
0: And with the, the, the dude with the wings, the Assyrian.
2: Right, that one, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the other major legends of Nurgle, uh, he's bored and decides to destroy Babylon and then he stops.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Why does he stop?
1: I don't he, know. He was bored with being bored. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Cause he's a Leo. Totally destroying Babylon
2: he is kind of like frightening and out of control he does destroy Babylon I think just to mess with Marduk maybe because that was his home temple but he's not insane and he's he is a little bit he's not out of control though because he's still the god of war which is a force and he does serve El or Enlil the uh the 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 main patron god so he he's not complete loose cannon and I think when he's with E.K., he actually becomes more, like, sane as the god of war as well. I can't prove that in court.
0: Okay. Your Honor, I object. <laughs> it's the insanity clause.
2: I'm sad that I don't have more to say about E.K., but she's not actually, there's not much to say about her. She's kind of neat, but she's very distant and not much of a figure in, in anything other than the two big myths.
0: Well, I would say did. that she's one of the few female, well, one of the few figures that does have her likeness. You don't think? Well, Ishtar, I guess too. But there's yeah. a whole thing about not, not creating the likenesses of gods and demons because yeah. that would call them to action.
2: Right. The that one's if you're thinking of like the goddess of night. I think.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like iffy if it's her or not. Like some people yeah, think it is, it's, some people it's don't. It's
2: either her or. Inanna or Lilith, one of the three. It looks more like Inanna. It's got a, it's stomping on a, an animal. I'm looking at it now. It's uh, a lady with bird feet standing on two lions, surrounded by owls, and holding some symboly things.
0: I wonder. I mean, she. You know, I don't know the lion thing. The lion thing, again, she's standing <laughs> on the lion thing.
2: Well, and that is a that is a classic Ishtar move. She loves standing on lions. I mean, who wouldn't?
0: <laughs> who doesn't?
2: They're very warm. Mm-hmm. Um, the image of the wings pointing down is supposedly a goddess of death or night thing because <gasps> Ishtar's wings point up.
0: Ooh, and that's Lady Gaga right, in um, right. Bad Romance. Her wings um, did point up. Yeah.
2: Um, the owls are not explicitly a symbol of ek i don't know what her pet animal was but they are uh, owls and the the weird bird feet she has are both symbols of lilith was a mesopotamian demon so it's kind of like on the fence as to who this image actually is of
0: are owls symbols of death too i know they're the symbol of tootsie pops
2: uh sometimes tootsie pop yes Sometimes they're the symbols of souls who have died without being avenged. I don't. Symbol sets, they're complicated.
1: Back to Ereshkigal and what she looks like. This is actually relatively easy. Because if you Google Ereshkigal, you will find out that Ereshkigal is a Lancer-class servant summoned by Ritsuka Fujimaru in the Grand Orders of Fate, the the game, obviously. And there's a there's a quote, and it mm-hmm. says to her... And, and she's basically a little blonde-haired anime girl with either one thigh. of she shocking... romping? Oh, these are like romping poses. Like, you, if you Google Ereshkigal, and I recommend turning Safe Search off. <laughs> so, her quote, you know, everyone has a little quote. So she says, read this in an anime voice, I have no interest in humans. Living things are simply sickening, after all. But if you say you must at all costs, I wouldn't mind going out with you with death as the end goal. Wow. Right? Hmm. And short skirts and like, like, man, EK, like totes, man.
2: Is that hot or not?
1: Totes, well, one, are you half lion? If so, yes. (laughs) Okay, okay, fair. (laughs) Two, do you want to progress to the next stage of the game? Which is
0: death?
2: Is that a euphemism?
1: No, it's, it's fate, grand order.
0: Oh,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. There's, uh, like, oh, man, the pictures of a e- rushkigal and Inanna, like, it gets sapphic quick.
2: I know that all of them and Nurgle are in that strange demon summoning game with the weird green penis monster. The oh. penis.
0: Yes. Yes. What is Space Jam? What is it called? I can't remember.
2: <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei Liberation D2.
0: Gotcha. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was close.
2: <laughs> I did. Have I feel to look like we bit. need
0: to maybe write the Pina Colada song to be about E.K. and Nurgle's courtship you know the if you like Pina Coladas
2: it, there's just some weird stuff with their courtship like Nurgle ends up running up to the in some versions Nurgle runs up to the surface and dresses like a weird little stunted man child so that she can't find him it doesn't work
0: I feel like this is all like all this role playing is just a sign of like a relationship on its deathbed
1: no yes by so? definition this is a happy healthy relationship they're trying new things uh-huh. they're going new places it's like look last week was okay but it wasn't wham bam thank you ma'am like two weeks ago what if nurgle you went upstairs you dressed up like Jamin, and tried to hide from me
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you now you're inserting yourself into their marriage story.
1: Well, no like as a weird stunted hobbit man like I appreciate if you want to dress up like me to impress your wife that's totally okay
0: <laughs> I feel like this this could be a this could be a thing for you
2: the text yeah. actually backs this up in a bit uh, sort of
0: the jamin jamin is actually their 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 third no their- no it does not
2: it does not back that up um but in act one where they sleep together for a week it actually sleep together for six days, which is not seven. And then she's very upset with the incomplete nature of her life, and Nurgle escapes to the upper world for a while. And when he comes back, they sleep together for seven days.
1: Wait, we need one more day. Ah, we do need one more day. No,
2: because the first one was incomplete. The second one is complete.
1: Oh, the first seven was... six. The first, well, the first seven wasn't complete because it was six. Right. But the second seven was a completion, a culmination, a f- fornication. F- yeah. Mm. Interesting.
0: But we still mm-hmm. need one more day,
1: right?
2: No, 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 no. The story is the, fir- the first one was incomplete. The second one was complete. So yeah, so okay.
1: the missing day That's represents. That's one of the
2: reasons that kind of echoes her sense of incomplete.
1: Yeah.
0: That's yeah. Jamin's day. <laughs> damn it that's the missing tablet
2: so the rest of the sitcom characters we have season 1 character does not appear in season 2 Guglana <laughs> this is the Bull of Heaven there's nothing about him anywhere all we really know about him is that Ishtar got him killed when he she sent him to fight Gilgamesh and it didn't
1: work out is it the Lapis Bull of Heaven
2: Lapis Bull?
1: Yeah. I think no. he's
0: he's indeed lap is he's he's blue right?
2: Uh, I think sometimes he's lapis yeah I'll buy that, but there's like nothing about him at all. Ninazu She's a general purpose underworld god, god of healing. She may be Gugulana's and Ek's kid. Uh, there's not much about Nizana either, except that she's the main figure in a festival to mourn underworld gods, hmm. uh, and maybe king of snakes.
0: Wow. I'm surprised at how long it's been since we mentioned snakes.
2: Uh, It'll come up again.
0: Thank God.
2: (laughs) Ninazu kind of drops in prominence after Nurgle gets there. So like there's only room for a few males in this situation. (laughs) Ningazita. This is possibly the son of Ninazu in some stories. So it's like the grandkid. Lord of the Good Tree. Sometimes he's dating Geshtanana. Do you remember Geshtanana?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, that she is the sister, sister of... Uh-huh. And so yeah. she's part of this. She's spring, right? Or right, is she right, Paul? right.
2: So when like Inanna comes in for a special guest episode, she's the kind of bridge character there.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. When you have a crossover.
2: Uh, the mother-in-law. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ninlil married Enlil and then was banished to the Underworld. Uh, I think she's Nurgle's mother. Kind of a farm and vegetation goddess, maybe. Not a lot about her. Namtar. (laughs) Namtar. Namtar. Uh, This is Ek's son by Enlil, so he's the, the oldest kid, so probably really responsible. God of fate. He's a messenger, so he kind of bounces around between the Underworld and Heaven a lot. Uh, You can kind of imagine him, like, flitting around and giving the orders that lead to deaths and things like that.
0: So he's a preppy. Like, I sort of imagine him as Alex P. Keaton from uh, Family Ties.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to convey the, like, this is the responsible kid. Like, he's the one that went up and gave E.K.'s PowerPoint at the big party in the Mm. Act 1 scene.
0: (gasps) PowerPoint. Sorry.
2: And one more, Mott. Mott.
0: Mott. Is this like the Cousin Oliver from Brady Bunch? or Oh no, Br- he was a... I can't remember if it's Brady Bunch or a Partridge family that had Cousin Oliver.
2: Oh, Mott is a monstrous fanged demon slug.
0: Cousin Oliver.
1: So not, <laughs> no, not a maker <laughs> of <around a> <laughs> Uh
2: This is probably Nurgle's father, monstrous fanged demon slug. Mm. Uh, he was very specifically someone you do not worship. He's, he's an avatar of death, but he's kind of like the concept of death, the destroyer, and end of all. The devouring worm, basically.
0: So maybe he gets the woo entrance.
2: I, he's scary. I don't know. I don't think he gets too many appearances.
0: Would he get a cough? Like a frightened cough?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's a fanged slug.
0: I know, People I mean, like, wouldn't you kind of want to, like, no. just to get on his good side?
2: No, you don't worship demons. That's like witchcraft uh, and bad. It's also the major marker of gods versus demons is you worship gods, you do not worship demons.
1: So, if you're walking down the Hall of Idols, and you got Ereshkigal and Nurgle yeah, and, and and Enlil and whatever, and you come across the niche. So you're walking down the Hall of Idols, and you come across the niche of... Mott. And your mom is like, no, no, yeah. hurry on to the next one. No. Don't leave your I, motives I, I, here.
2: Yeah, you, no.
0: I'm... Mm. Yeah.
2: Poor mm. guy. He's not, no, he's Poor bad. Guy. He's a demon slug. He has oh, things and he's a slug. He's still a demon slug.
1: Yeah, I was I gonna say, just gonna say, he like, he totally a
0: has a lisp, right? I, he's gotta I, have a lisp.
1: This, this is... The fact that the three of us went here together <laughs> without prior conversation. Ma has <laughs> a sexy something. monster. <laughs> About lifting. <laughs> I would to like to
2: I would like to get a walk-on applause entry for Nettie, who just doesn't get paid enough for this job.
0: No, and she yeah. She needs like a standing Yay. like Yeah, I think like so. a slow build. I think so. hmm Does Mott who okay so who gets the spinoff? I vote for Mott. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, Uh Mot is a single dad trying to raise triplets in a complex world. <laughs> trying to juggle his job as a Harley mechanic with paying for daycare bills and trying to find. So would it be like Mot your
0: usual family, to fill the void or in his life. oh, <laughs> Mot Mot your dad's Corvette? I don't know. I like Mot your usual oh, family. Oh, like it or, or Mot oh like it or Mott okay this isn't an- oh I would
1: say that's perfect that's <laughs> what's So this to is like?
0: another one of our movies we're gonna make a <laughs> sitcom where Mott is a single dad it could it's could be, be, fl- be like full house
2: it could be a flashback mm-hmm. thing because actually his kids uh Nurgle has a brother so what? it's maybe raising the two like gods of war sort of thing that'd be kind of fun
0: mm-hmm okay I like this I like this I'm I'm it writes itself mm-hmm <laughs> To be honest.
1: Listen, guys, I'm just another (laughs) tough slug trying to raise a couple of guys and do the best I can.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God.
2: Bringing this back to hell. Important question. Is Nurgle Satan? Spoilers. I think the answer is yes. As long as I'm framing the question like that.
0: I guess what understanding of Satan, like if we, there are many different ways to understand Satan. So what understanding of Satan is he?
2: Well, we're predating the Old Testament here. So in this period, um, you know, we get to like 1500 to 1000 BC and the Jews are writing their mythology of themselves. Satan is a category of spirits. Uh, It's the adversaries. These are, anyone can be a Satan. In fact, some humans are Satan's. Satan is just someone that is a scourge, a problem, an, a, an irritation, a major obstacle. Job encounters a Satan. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the biggest Satan in the Bible, actually, that encounter. So a lot of spirits are kind of related in concept. Um, Samael, the angel of destruction, the other angel of destruction, Raphab, three or four other angels of destruction, and they're all kind of category Satans. And importantly, Satan is not opposed to God. Satan works for God. In Job, Satan was working for God to torment Job. This is a thing. So they're not the enemy at this point. I think the rebellious Satan comes a little later when you really need to establish the dualistic pantheon of God versus Satan to explain why there's evil in the world.
1: Gotcha. I'll make it even simpler. Is Satan just the... the head of the underworld at which point yes well yeah i think i think
2: that's that is that's kind of what happened uh with nurgle we've got this character who's the god of fire and the underworld and death it's very easy to kind of wrap you know red tights around him as he moves forward some people have said he's also a model for the grim reaper because he has a scythey sorty thing
0: hmm. i didn't um, know that yeah yeah yeah
2: um and a lion-headed axe in some versions but neither here nor there With almost all the Mesopotamian pantheon, you'd say these are dead gods, with the possible exception of Ishtar, who is very hard to kill. But I don't think you could say that about Nurgle. He really sticks around a lot. He um, moves into the Greek period. Uh, One of his names was Aplu-Enlil, the son of Enlil. Mm -hmm. And that word Aplu becomes Apollo down the road.
0: Apollo
2: is a god of the sun and death and war and an archer as well. It's truth.
0: Oh, wow.
2: He makes it into Berbiguer's Les Farfadets, which I love. That's that French demonology by a crazy person, mm-hmm. where he's listed as being Hell's chief spy. And De Plancy's Dictionary Infernal also picks him up again as Hell's chief spy because they copy from each other. He is the first demon John Constantine summons. Oh, wow. Yeah, so pride of placement there. And he's like the problem character for a lot of Constantine's stories, actually.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: RPG appearances. He's Nerul, the god of death in D&D. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Nurgle, with a glottal erg, the god of plague in Warhammer. And the main antagonist in the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy.
0: I had, I I was blown away what? by that. I had no idea.
2: Yes, yes. He's a very cute, dapper guy with snakes.
0: And you know what else he is? No. He's the world's cutest cat, right, Jamin? Mm,
2: that's true. That's the adversary there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Nurgle has a twin whose name is Lugalara, I think. And there's an image of them riding to battle on either side of El. And El is the god that Yahweh kind of joins with later on. And there's an image of God riding in with the angels of destruction, Reshep and uh, Endeavor, mm. and Reshep is another name for Nurgle, actually.
0: Oh, wow! Uh, yeah,
2: and and Endeavor kind of becomes Samael, the god of destruction, the angel of destruction as well. So there's this like deep nest of connections with all these Satan adversary characters, and they kind of flow in this river of pestilence, fire, arrows, archery. And it's kind of unbroken in some ways. And um, he just seems to, in many ways, Nurgle just kind of nips into this century pretty effectively.
0: So when you have a lion body, what do you ride into battle? Asking for a friend.
2: I should know this.
1: Trying to think of a good one. I I'm, I'm <laughs> struck I feel like maybe
0: it's an El Camino. Like, given what we know about him, he's driving an El Camino in oh, battle. Oh, yeah.
1: Huh.
2: I see this. I see this.
1: Here's a... Random thought. Billy and Mandy, right? I I I think I was a few years too old for the for the demographic of this hit. Like I knew it existed. My younger brother watched this. His generation loved it, right?
2: Yeah, it's kinda of late nineties, isn't it? Or early
1: aughts. Yeah, I'm too yeah. way
0: too old for it. So I'm so gonna I, watch it now.
1: We've got Billy and Mandy and Nurgle. Obviously this <laughs> is Billy the Billy, Mandy and Nurgle. <laughs> so he, all right so here's my question what if seven thousand years ago it was just e k and Nurgle, the kids' cartoon oh. on cuneiform clay tablets and they actually worshipped okay so actually Billy let's and Mary. take
2: let's take a stack of <laughs> cuneiform tablets draw a series of cartoons on them and try and flip them
0: <laughs> i've I'm game. <laughs> Will they
1: break? Well, thank you for joining us. This is actually a very important milestone for us. Is this a is milestone? episode 11, which is not just double digits. Mm-hmm. It's double single digits. So, you know, big steps. We've got about We're 11 more to go. Oh, yes. It goes all the way to 11. I'm so confused. So, uh, thank you for following us with this far. Keep sticking around. As you know, We have a website. We we
2: have a Patreon.
1: We have a Patreon. Jacob, tell us about the Patreon.
2: We have a Patreon.
1: If you go to patreon.internet.slash.
2: The Dispatchist. The
1: Dispatchist. <laughs> You'll see a Patreon. And if you've loved us, if you've enjoyed this, we'd love it if you just supported us in any way just from clicking like, clicking subscribe. On the Patreon, there are goals. Things like. Audio
2: engineering that's not me. <laughs>
1: Make Jamin wear pants during recording. Please. Right. We could have reader feedback polls. Who gets to be the Victoria this week? Vote now. Not me. Right. <laughs> and finally, top tier if you love us enough to click all the buttons, Jamin won't wear pants when we record.
0: <laughs> it's Tuesday.
2: God. Never get any donors. <laughs>
1: You scared him off. (laughs) Also, for the low, low price of nothing, make Jamin stop talking. (laughs) From all of us to all of you, we'll see you in hell.
2: This podcast is copyright 2021 by The Dispatchist and its creative commons. You're welcome to reuse with attribution. Look for us on your favorite podcast app. Say hi to us on Twitter or Gmail at The Dispatchist, no spaces. Check out our website, dispatch.ist, for more episodes, show notes, and a variety of hellish resources.